This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN+. I lean very heavily into authenticity, right? So almost every text from across the scholars through the, the ages talks about this idea of authenticity, right? But you can't be authentic without knowing about yourself. So anything I can use to help teach myself about me, I want to know about Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Anthony, president of Prairie State College, and you're listening to Hush Loudly on WGN. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Hush Loudly, where we talk about all things introversion, leadership, and all that good stuff as I continue to advocate and support and empower introversion. Today, I'd like to welcome Dr. Michael Anthony. He is the 16th president of Prairie State College. He is the first African-American to hold the position in the history of the institution. Dr. Anthony officially assumed his role as president on October 15, 2021. And prior to his transition as president, Dr. Anthony served as vice president of student affairs and institutional effectiveness since 2019. Dr. Anthony is a first-generation college graduate raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. He has 18 years of experience in higher ed and has been involved nationally within the student affairs profession since the start of his career. Dr. Anthony previously served as the vice president of student affairs and enrollment management at Rochester Community and Technical College in Rochester, Minnesota. He was the inaugural chief diversity officer at Oakton Community College and inaugural director of the Cultural Center at the University of Louisville, where he served in the office of the provost. Dr. Anthony has extensive experience as a college administrator and has taught at both two- and four-year institutions. He has also led hundreds of workshops attended by thousands of students and practitioners on various topics and is published in the area of African-American male success in college, leadership pedagogy, and decision-making. Dr. Anthony was a fellow with the National Association of Diversity Officers in Higher Education and the Thomas Lakin Institute for Mentored Leadership. He has traveled abroad to the Caribbean and Southeast Asia to teach and lead international service projects. He sits on the board of directors for New Star in Chicago Heights, Illinois, and the Prairie State College Foundation. Dr. Anthony holds a doctorate in educational leadership and organizational development, a master's of arts in higher education administration from the University of Louisville, and a bachelor's degree in business management with a concentration in marketing from North Carolina State University. Dr. Anthony is a proud father to his 12-year-old daughter, Catherine, and lives in the south suburbs of Chicago. So, Dr. Anthony, welcome to Hush Loudly. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. We're happy to have you. So my first question that I ask everyone who is a guest is, are you an introvert? I am not an introvert. Oh, wow. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just joking. (laughs) You're not an introvert. Okay, so uh, you identify as an extrovert. I do identify as an extrovert. And and how did you know or when did this have meaning for you? Tell us a little bit about that. So I've always been fascinated with personality type and uh, other measures of one's his personality, skills, talents. Certainly we could talk more about that broadly, but I first really became aware of this notion of extroversion. First of all, there's a lot of misconceptions, right, about introversion, about typology. Thank you. Right, so let's get that out there, right? Uh, so people recoil at the thought of being boxed into anything. 
I, on the other hand, find it pretty fascinating to know as much about yourself as possible. I heard these terms before in high school and things, and I kind of threw it away. It was throwaway. I didn't know what it meant. But then I started to study it and understand it as I got through undergraduate and graduate school and started realizing very quickly, uh, aha, aha, I see what this is talking about, I see what this is, and start to understand the notion of extroversion, introversion, and other other measures and, uh, and, and degrees of the, of the MBTI. So that's when I started learning what extroversion was and really, really meant and um, for me, how did, it, how did it realize itself for me, which I think is really important. Well, it's interesting because for me, I didn't hear these terms in high school mm-hmm. and I don't remember hearing in college, but in my 20s, I had a job where we had the Myers-Briggs. And for those of you listening who don't know, the Myers-Briggs, these are the personality inventory experts and usually in corporate environments they may have a facilitator come in and you answer questions and then they sort of divide you by your characteristics and so i am infp which is introverted intuitive feeling and perceiving and so i was grouped with what i found the most creative people i was so jazzed by it i was so excited because i always felt that i didn't fit in you know because i knew i was smart knew i was all of this but i wasn't as outwardly and outgoing as people as others and so i always questioned it but this was basically transforming for me because i got to see more about why i'm this way and and i could focus on my strengths and all of that and so that is my story with that i wish i had learned early on well it's interesting because i didn't I just heard about it before. It wasn't even a learning. And I think that's, that could be more dangerous to hear about something and think you understand it. Yeah. And, and you really don't. Uh, yeah. You have no idea. It also becomes very kind of corny and like, oh, you know, this is this is weird. Oh, you're just trying to box me in. It makes make people uncomfortable and they run away from it. So I think it's yeah. important to we're talking about let's talk about it and know what we're talking about yeah it'd be very 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 powerful Mm -hmm. we had a short conversation before about um the pandemic and shelter in place orders and we talked about how introverts and maybe extroverts managed with those two years where we were at home and we were fearful and we didn't know what was happening and we were all, you know, our lives had been uprooted in addition to all the loss and tragedy and all of that. So as an extrovert, um, can you tell us about that time for you when you were sheltering in place? How was that for a person who typically enjoys the energy and relies on the energy of other people every day during the workplace especially yeah uh it it was uh it was it was probably some of the most trying times for me uh with my mental health uh the the reality is uh and it's it's what what saved me i think as i talk about the experience uh is knowing and understanding extroversion and why i was feeling this way really helped i think get me through it and also helped me tap into what introverts uh, tend to tap into and and be able to kind of pull in some of that i I don't think we're all one thing or the other most times we have strong preferences but it doesn't mean we don't we can't access other ones so for me i was able to learn to be very comfortable alone with my own thoughts or with my own beliefs and feelings about what was going on without the comfort and the energy i would get from other folks so it took a toll on on the mental health right so i already already deal with some level of anxiety uh right since i was uh, even young and then coming into this this role in the work that I do my life is about connecting with students and helping employees live their best life and serving students and I mean who 
what's a better environment to work in in a college, right? And so that's been the goal. That was a reason. So what happens when all of a sudden you fear that the goal or the thing that you that, that feeds you is gone? And, and not just for the short term. We understand the, the, the shelter in place, but I was more concerned with what happens after the pandemic and how is this going to change human interaction on campuses, right? It was that, you know, that was the early parts of the pandemic. We really didn't know how to, how to manage any of this. And so that's where we are. And I think that, that where, where my head went, it went to my career and how would I get that back? Uh, would I do that in this space? Um, with, and then with, the, with the other things we were worried about, not having family close by. Uh, so it was, it was a rough go. It was a rough go, and I own it, and I talk about it often. I love that, and, and everything has shifted, you know, so questioning what's next yep. is a great question because, like we said, everybody's working from home now. Mm-hmm. Students are doing everything remotely, mm-hmm. and so the college campus and many businesses have changed and will never go back. Sure. I wanted to touch on what you said about turning into or leaning into your introversion mm-hmm. So Myers-Briggs talks about how no one is 100% introverted or 100% extroverted and that it is a preference. Mm-hmm. So you said exactly what they say. You sound like an expert now. Yeah. And how, I you know, go that far, but thank you. Okay. And, and it makes sense because I even think about that for myself. Like I turn it on when I have to. Sure. And it's part of I'm still me, but I may turn it up a notch for whatever experience I am managing mm-hmm. at the time. But my preference is to be at home on my couch chilling, sure. you know, but sure. you can be on your couch chilling all day 24 hours right so thank you for for bringing that up i wanted to also ask you about the students mm-hmm. and so i know that they are back yes how are they or has your faculty said anything or your administrators and counselors talked about how the pandemic impacted them how do they seem how are they Oh, that's a really large question with a lot of different answers. So I'm going to throw out what we know kind of nationally as we continue to to study students and research students and how this pandemic has impacted them. Students are just as unsettled as anybody else, right? So take yourself back to uh, 18, 19, uh, and, and that's the traditional age student, right? Take yourself back to, you know, 23, 27, right? And thinking about your, the decisions you're trying to make, it's already hard enough pre-pandemic to kind of think through what I'm going to do with my life and how am I going to make sense of this. So the pandemic created this 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 hyper-anxiety. We're seeing a lot more anxiety and mental health concerns from students. We know students are continuing to struggle. Anything that impacts the campus, anything that impacts student populations, or really populations across the world, hurts worse for those who are marginalized, right, or oppressed in that kind of way, or have economic concerns. And so, yeah, it's even worse, right, for trying to figure out what do I do now, and and also trying to prioritize, right, as we created, as jobs started to pay more, right, as they should, students, I think, started making different decisions about going to college right now and mm-hmm. what the, the, the cost-benefit of it was, right? And students are also very, uh, and we know from our faculty and our administration, and just talking with students, students do want some sense of normalcy again. They want to get try to get back, uh, but they want a lot of options now, right? They do, they, they've fully leaned into, before the pandemic, it's pretty clear our students preferred on-campus learning, right, in-classroom learning, and I, I don't think that's ever going to go away. I think there's something there with that, but 
students are now, because they had to try it and had to really try it, stepped into the notion of doing things online. And now they want not only their classes online, but they want everything online, So, uh, which is not new to per se. But colleges before didn't have to really res- be responsive to that, right? We right. say, well, this is college, right? You just say you're going to do it here. I think those days are gone. Uh, so, uh, And our students are wanting to come back, whether they're coming back full time in classes or they still have classes off campus or online. They still want to have options to be able to come to campus for their clubs or their programs or their other services or just to have a way out of their home, right? So yeah, our students, I, I feel for our students. Uh, it's really trying to go be, a, be a, a, a student in any stage of life, but to have this on top of it, I could imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, I didn't congratulate you on your role as president of Prairie State College. You've been in leadership forever. And so I wanted to tie this back into introversion and extroversion as well, knowing that you have an interest and obviously an educated understanding of personality types. How does that help you lead your your staff and how does that help you lead the thousands of students that you serve and the community? that you serve yeah. with your understanding so i think you know we don't get me started talking about leadership stuff here uh so <laughs> i think leadership is such a powerful force when done well right and we know leadership can do do great harm and it can do great good so i am fascinated and have ever been fascinated with leadership and the idea of leadership so anything with the personality types the strengths things anything that you do the assessments to try to learn who you are i think leaders most of all know themselves i could tell how mature someone is in their leadership by how much they do or do not know about themselves what are they oblivious to it doesn't mean you have it all right it means that uh, i lean very heavily into authenticity right so almost every text from across the the scholars from from uh, through the, the the ages talks about this idea of authenticity right but you can't be authentic without knowing about yourself so anything i can use to help teach myself about me give me one piece of, of information about my shortcomings my fears my blatant problems my strengths i want to know about right uh, so i think the tools like this help me do that and have helped me do that good leaders also practice followership right they know when to step up when to step back and so right like we were joking about your chief of staff and your yes. your executive director of hr they yep. mm-hmm. you allow them you need them yes to help you yes. lead Absolutely. and they can put the brakes on stuff if they need to Absolutely. for you right Absolutely. Okay. and i need i need people to if they're upset or angry, I need, to, I need to know that. If you're hurting, I need to know that. And they need to see that from me as well. If I'm not well, it does no one any good to step through that. And I think that's the, you know, it com- comes out of the great man theory of, you know, which is already a problematic name, right, of, of leadership from the well, decades ago, right? This notion that you have to be this perfect man, first of all, but perfect man to do the job without flaws, without fears, charging in, you know, the kind of warrior mentality of, of, of leadership. Uh, that's not really worked out well for, for many people. Uh, and so I think the idea, I, I'm much more leaning on the side of uh, how do we let folks know exactly how I'm feeling, where I am, and how can I get the best of them? And it all goes back, though, to knowing yourself, right? You can't give me that if you if you don't know that you lack empathy, right? You don't yes. know that if, you're, if, you, if you don't know your shortcomings as a manager, right? And how do I assertively communicate, right? The skills parts of leadership. So I think that's the, uh, it's, it's everything for me. And I've, it's, it's driven me from when I was uh, coordinator, according to, you know, folks at, at the university and to now as president. I mean, it, it just gets more relevant the higher I go. 
Well, you've said all the key words, and I think that helps any personality type. You have empathy. You understand. You can put yourself in other people's shoes. Awareness and all of those things. So that, to me, uh, and authenticity, right? You have to know who you are. And so that sounds like a great formula for leadership. So I'm telling you, you're a great leader already. Oh, that's great. Um, so <laughs> you mentioned, <laughs> we talked a little bit about your students, and I'm curious because I just want to give a little prop to Prairie State. Uh, Tell us because I was fascinated with Prairie State and when I looked on your website and all that you have to offer um, it just seems like a hidden gem or at least it was a hidden gem to me. Tell us a little bit about your students or you know what makes the college unique or anything you want to share about Prairie State College. So thank you. I think Prairie State is is awesome and as I found the opportunity to come down I wanted to I I think I wanted to, to take that that gym, that hidden gym, and and remove the hidden, as our chief HR person talked about yesterday. We gotta, we need to take the, the covers off, the blinders off. That it's a remarkable place that serves a remarkable community. The Southland of Chicago uh, shares so much with the city of Chicago, to be sure. But the people and their expectations and the the diversity of the community, both ethnically and economically, really does represent the best of our of our country, right? And so to be in a place where students of all walks can come and interact, I think it's pretty cool. So what makes Prairie State special, I think is also what makes the community college sector special, is that you have these brilliant, you know, 16-year-old high school students in, in classes who are taking classes at college level before they even finish their junior year. And then you have somebody who's, you know, a 47-year-old vet who's thinking about picking up a few classes, thinking about maybe grabbing a certificate or something, and they're in the same space. Where can you find that kind of uh, interaction, you know? And what they can learn from each other in the classroom, it's pretty pretty awesome. The students there represent, I think, the community when it comes to the ethnic and, and uh, gender makeup of our community and economics of our community as well. We are a predominantly black institution, as designated by the state of Illinois, one of only a few actually in the state. And our population of African Americans is north of 55%. Our Latinx population is about 17%, so 20%, and we're actually trying to push that higher and higher. And the most special thing about them is that they, all of our students uh, across across the, the racial ethnic makeup, across the different areas of identity, have this um, this Chicago and Southland uh, grit to themselves. And, and I don't say grit in the kind of, uh, we overuse that word, I think, and, and sometimes it can be problematic, but I think they have this uh, perseverance and understanding of, I think, community that I think is really unique. And our employees bring that too. And the pandemic, if anything, I cursed the pandemic for is that it broke some of that, right? It broke, it broke us up in that, that kind of space of feeling really good and hyper about our work and mm-hmm. being in that space. And but when the students get back, I tell you what, that's really what gets all of us excited. And, and they're a pretty special bunch. Yeah, pretty awesome. So what's coming up in the future? Is there anything you can share and and tell us about what's coming up with you specifically as president? Yeah, so um, the fall should be fun, first of all, because we're opening back up proper. I'll use the air quotes here. We do have fall events that will kick back in because last fall, last fall we did something was fall 19. Mm -hmm. Some things have kind of gone by the wayside. Other things will be reinvigorated. So we know we have a huge involvement fest for our students in the the fall at the beginning of the semester. In September special, we have our investiture, my investiture. I'm trying to really investitures for presidents and which are like inaugurations and, and academic speak. We tend to, the good investors should highlight the, the best of the community, the best of the, the college. And that's what we're going to do. The presidency is, is one aspect of the college's work and, and the college's identity, to be sure. 
I think it is amazing that me being a person of color with my particular background as well as a first gen student, very blue collar family, I, I think I, I want the community to see themselves in me as well, right? So we're trying to really bring that to, to, to the forefront. But that week of September 12th, there's a, a gala that was going to happen that Friday, our Foundations Gala, which is going to be uh, remarkable. It's going to be in Tinley Park. We have a faculty symposium that's going on for the community. We'll have a community barbecue and kind of fun Ooh. time. Yeah, right. Okay, you'll be there. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll send David an invitation to He'll get one. Um, so we'll get y'all down there to just, I don't know, to get get people back to Prairie State. We have a large footprint in Chicago Heights, and we have a large uh, district footprint. We want folks from Beecher up to, to, to Tinley and, and over to Harvey to come over and spend time on their campus. They pay for that place. It's theirs as much as the public library is. Uh, and so we want them to be engaged and find a place that they can be. So that week will be about a celebration of Prairie State. And, of course, our athletics programs. We do have JUCO, junior college, as we call it, uh, lovingly, athletics uh, that go on with volleyball, basketball, soccer, for both men and women, sports, tennis, kicking back up. So we have a lot of things that we want people coming back to campus for in some of our renovated and remodeled areas to take their families out, right? You can do things and probably get things for free uh, at Prairie State because it's your school, too. And it's not just a place. Community colleges are not just a place where traditional classroom activity happens, right? But something for everybody so from our art gallery they'll be doing things theaters opening back and you have a dental clinic oh god yeah so we have this brand new good grief this brand new dental clinic you know one of the coolest things when i got to prairie state was walking to our health tech area and we also do some different signage around there people need to know that's a full-fledged dental clinic and it is beautiful brand new and we serve thousands of people in the community school kids but also adults uh, who who need dental care and the, the cost is either low cost or free, depending on who you are. So it is a, it is an opportunity for the community at any point uh, to come by. So, yeah. So list list goes on and on. Yeah. list goes on and on. And I'm curious. I love how you said how it belongs to the community. Sure. Can you kind of give us, like, the borders? Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned Beecher. Can you mention mm-hmm. some of the suburbs so we know exactly what community? It's some of the borders. Yeah, some of the borders. So let's go high. I won't use north and west, south, because people don't know what that means. But uh, Tinley Park, probably the northernmost border, uh, right? Then we have Chicago Heights, Beecher, Creek Monee, Harvey, as I mentioned earlier, Park Forest, Glenwood, Homewood, Flossmore. People usually hear those okay. the same words. Homewood, yes. they're two different communities, mm-hmm. but they're adjacent. Homewood, Flossmore, Matteson, where I is where I live, mm-hmm. the greatest city in the uh, South Suburbs. Okay, all right, there. shout out uh, to that. <laughs> Matteson is wonderful. And so, let's see what else uh, other areas. There are about thirty different. Okay. Individual communities. Well, that gives us an idea. I won't make you try to figure that out, but that's a huge Mm -hmm. area. Um, Yeah, so thank you for sharing that. And and by the way, close to Chicago, I think people... Yeah. So I used to live in the north suburbs, and north suburbs, uh, they're close to Chicago, too, but not as close to the Loop, right, the center of the city. Uh, So I lived in Rogers Park, but I was in the north suburbs. And I tell you what, the accessibility here, uh, it took me... 35 to get here this morning mm-hmm. now that's you know we have bad days and good days with right traffic, with traffic right, right. But, uh, but no it, i think people think that we're an hour away or two hours away no no we're, we're we border the city yeah uh, you come out of the city you're in the south Southland. so we want people to feel like they can come down there too as well yeah so. yeah okay so for people who want to learn more about fall events who want to enroll who want to see all the cool things you have at prairie state how can they find this information 
So you can jump on the web, prairiestate.edu. Prairiestate.edu is uh, our main website. That is going under a major overhaul as well, which we're excited about. So Mm. it may look a little different in the fall, but go there at any rate. You can easily see our list of events. We have an events calendar there that you can click on. Also social media. So YouTube, you know, the usual, Facebook, Instagram, little TikTok getting in there a little bit, as well as Snapchat. So uh, feel free to, to look us up. Thank you. Okay, this was so wonderful. We are reaching our end of this episode. I want to thank you so much for your time, your energy, your love for Prairie State, which is obvious. Uh, So thank you so much for spending time with us at Hush Loudly today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Enjoy Hush Loudly. Please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to us. Did you know Hush Loudly has t-shirts? Yep. Show the world you're an introvert without saying a word. We also have t-shirts for the extroverts in our lives who need us. Go to hushloudly.com slash shop. 